Welcome to Entropy Rising, a 4E D&D podcast. Subsidiary of LTM Gaming. Okay. Don't worry, Matt, we're both terrible failures. We are. Ah, but to be fair, neither of you are as terrible as me. Let's begin playing. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to go great. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm I, so excited for the train wreck which is this evening. I am legitimately really excited to start this campaign. I am also legitimately really excited to see the train wreck that this campaign will be. <laughs> Especially since Steve keeps talking in echo form. Well, I'm sorry. That's his character's power. <laughs> oh, that's what a revenant does. <laughs> it, it's just, it's reverberant. It's a typo. They didn't get it in there. Right. Wait, wait, wait. All right, I'm going to start recording now. And by now, I mean, hold on a second. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, now. Yeah, okay, there we go. So, TJ, you about ready for this? No, but, you know, we'll try anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've entered the land of blue light. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Uh, oh, well, oh, it is huge. Like, Holy crap. I have to move the players and I have to move myself. <laughs> it doesn't work if I just move one. Yeah, you might want to uh, make it small, but... No, but it's cool because now if you go down like to the forest on the bottom right, you can see all the little trees. Oh yeah, yeah. I work hard. Asia, TJ. You, yeah, yeah. Thanks for ruining it, jerk ass. <laughs> Why is it ruining it? Because like, it's going to turn into everyone knows it's Asia. Like right, right. Now I knew it was Asia to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> you guys find a cookie, dude. I have played. I have played Rift entirely paper. too many times. To yeah. Go, that damn Kanchaka, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, it's definitely uh, most of Eurasia. All right, so is there a particular part of the map that I need to be looking at? Uh, you want to be looking sort of... Um, so at the top left corner, there's all water. And as you start coming southeast, uh, it gets to green, and then it gets to yellow. And when you get to the yellow, you probably see a raven. Yeah. No, just the head of one. Yeah. Paul, did you already <laughs> execute it? <laughs> uh, he avenged it. <laughs> wait, where'd the, wait, where'd the raven go? I have it's control. Yeah, so here's the deal. Um, the raven was selected by Paul, and uh, everyone oh, has con- <laughs> everybody can control it, which is perhaps the worst decision I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Who's giving us trophies? We've elected to receive. I give us a trophy. <laughs> All right. Um... So I just thought, you know, I don't want to move it around. I want everyone else to be able to move it around as they please. So you guys can indicate where you want to move it. Um, otherwise, everyone else is going to be in charge of their own guy once we throw them on the map. Why do we have five trophies now? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> where do I change the permissions? <laughs> Why don't you just give it to one of us, TJ? No, I don't want to. So... We will start, uh, we're just going to do this verbally for just, you know, 15, 20 minutes, and uh, hopefully we'll get into it fairly quickly. Then to the grid. Then to the other grid. So then we're, our first combat's going to be about 15, 20 minutes. Got it. Yes, exactly. Hey, why don't you read off your description intro thing, TJ, so it's on the audio. Oh, Ooh, I, can I like that. I just have but, to... But now, it. do it like you're... I don't know. Do it in a particular voice. Do Sean Connery. Gilbert Godfrey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to listen to it again, Paul. <laughs> um, oh, wait, no. Do Iago. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> do, the, do the Aflac duck. <laughs> Paula, insert epic music now. <laughs> Cue TJ reading. He doesn't have any epic music that he picked, so... Yeah, I sure did. going to be... It's just going to be the Rage Boner Rage Boner, Rage Boner. Come on, bone them if you dare. There you go. All right. That's terrible. 
terribly mm. great. Okay, I'm gonna, so I'm going to make that a ballad in my game. <laughs> like it's like a fo- traditional folk song. <laughs> All right. In the interest of having one thing go right tonight, I'm going to read this without interruption. <laughs> okay. Ancient times. More than 4,700 years ago, peace and prosperity reigned in the world. The empire of Al-El was central to this, as the dynasty of the Ice Kings had been unbroken for 12 generations. Each king was a mighty warrior, but also was considered a great philosopher. Recognizing that peace was the greatest legacy they could leave, each found a way to marry a member of a nearby royal family until all the disparate kingdoms of the great continent were joined into the single empire of Al-El. The former kingdoms became provinces, and along with Al-El, formed a circle around the Wild Wood. The Wild Wood remained the one area of danger in the empire, that the behest of the elves, who at the time had ceased living in the Wildwood and had formed their province in a newly grown domesticated wood, the Ice Kings allowed the Wildwood to grow and shelter its myriad inhabitants. Each province was centered on a capital city surrounded by the farms, fields, and mines that would provide sustenance for the residents of the capital and fodder for trade with neighboring areas. Paved roads snaked across the lands and over the mountains, facilitating trade and, more importantly, the free exchange of ideas. However, these conditions, in the presence of magic, can lead to dangerous times, because when a mage no longer needs to consider stationing the ruler's lust for new means of magical destruction, their minds may turn to a different direction. And that is how Valide, the personal mage of Freezer Burn Niles, the Ice Cube Cowboy, and Emperor of Al-El, came to contemplate his role. When peace became widespread, the most common cause of expiration became disease. As the kingdom of Al-El spread its roots, rulers instituted laws and systems that stemmed disease. Now, during the time of Valide, most inhabitants' lives were shortened only by the natural a- effects of aging. Believe believed that his life's goal was to remove even this impediment to life, so every person of every race could live until their affairs had been tended to and then take their leave from the world at a time of their choosing. He spent much of his life sequestered in a tower, working out a method to sustain a person's vitality. On his 88th solstice, he began to perform the ritual that would stop death from taking anyone who didn't personally invite it. It was a massive spell, as it wasn't being cast on a person, place, or even a group. It was being cast on the entire world. It is said that his incantation was so long that his mouth dried, cracked, and bled, as he worked from dawn to dawn on the longest day of the year. As the story goes, upon completion of the ritual, he fell dead. In the days to come, the survivors cursed him for his cowardly retreat from the world, for his spell did not work as he had intended. Rather than warding off death, he unleashed waves of undeath, generating skeletons, zombies, ghouls, vampires, mummies, and liches. Many in the capital city of LL did not have the willpower to withstand the magical blast and died that very day. Feliz's misfortune resulted in a sustained war, the first the world had seen in over 200 years, which broke apart every kingdom on the continent. Since the fall of the Empire of LL, none have managed to unite the lands. This is mostly due to the spread of the Wildwood, now simply referred to as the Wild. Since Feliz's misfortune, the expansion of the wild went unchecked. Tendrils have moved into occupied lands, and its denizens have become more brazen. In some provinces, it has even overtaken entire cities. The wild takes many shapes, swamp, mountain, forest, plains, but its defining characteristic is that you are far more likely to find animal or monster in the wild than the rare traveler of a civilized race. Most villages are comprised of inhabitants of the same race, the diversity is not unheard of, usually in the form of half-races, the result of a brief love affair from a townsperson and a traveling adventurer. Most mingling occurs within the walls of the small cities that can be protected by a lord or lady and their army. These villages and cities do not have borders that bump into one another. Rather, they have borders that they protect from contraction against the steady expansion of the wild. Roads are not maintained, the work is too dangerous, and no one ruler would risk their resources to fix a road that would supply other areas. This ensures that the few traders brave and lucky enough to make successful calls between communities can charge a price for their goods that allows them to live a comfortable life or retire at a young age. Owing to the threats that exist between the centers of civilization, large-scale conflict between groups rarely occurs. So, that is our introduction. Hooray! Hooray! Do-do-do-do! So, uh... With that, um, we will start with Paul's character. Um, do you want to just give your character's name in a very brief description of uh, what they might look like? Okay. My character's name is Kefan. He is six and a half feet tall, uh, though he's pretty slim. He is a Deva, and his eyes are solid pale white he has, uh, with no pupil. Pupil are irised. 
His skin tone is dominated by what appears to be a deep black at first glance, but shimmers purple in the right light. Uh, he has patterns of chalk white across his face and other places. He favors dark-headed robes, and he has he uses a weapon that he uses is the execution axe, which is just massive. Um, it looks like it's outsized for him that he wouldn't be able to lift it, but he somehow does, and it is ten feet of chain manacles that to his right hand. Very good. So, um, Cadfan is Cadfan. Damn it. <laughs> I wanted to do it probably at least the first couple of times. Kafan is heading north out of the mountains and is moving towards the intersection of two of the old roads. He's been instructed to proceed to the intersection where he's going to meet someone. He arrives late in the evening. Can we pause uh, for a second? We the can. Pronunci- the pronunciation of your character's name as, is as if there is no D. Yeah, pretty much. So what's the D for? Annoying TJ. Yeah. Got it. Paul, <laughs> brilliant. We're on the same team now, Steve. <laughs> but I was so used to annoying you. <laughs> so I'm so the road. He, he, you arrive late. You arrive later in the evening. Later. Okay. And uh, you see a broken down inn. You know, being that it's the nighttime, maybe you notice that, you know, the moonlight's not reflecting off of windows because they're broken. You know, maybe you can faintly see that a door, you know, the main entrance remains ajar. You know, it's not closed up. There's certainly no lights on anywhere. Um, although it's late, it's not so late that you wouldn't expect to see, like, a fire in the common room or something like that. Okay. However, outside of the inn, you do see a campfire. And there appears to be uh, someone laying down by the fire, and standing near is something that doesn't look quite right. Uh, the creature that is standing up appears too pale, and uh, Steve, tell us about your person. <laughs> so when you attack, just so you know you're attacking me, <laughs> uh, clear about how much fun we're going to have in this campaign, which I've never actually had PvP. You know? <laughs> oh, maybe we aren't on the same team. Who knows? <laughs> Would other people know what revenants are? I What we'll say is that both revenants and divas... How do you say it, Paul? Because I would just say Deva. divas. Okay, Deva. Deva, yeah. diva right. is, is a... Well, I mean, I'm not, Paul is a diva, but, I mean, <laughs> the character is not necessary. I, mean, I, I would be a diva. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. All right. So, um... Is that because you whip it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Devas and Revenants are both fairly rare, but because of the long consciousness that Devas have, uh, it's likely that he would be aware of what a Revenant is. But not necessarily, or certainly might not necessarily be expecting one on account of their rarity. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But he he wouldn't. It wouldn't be a. I don't know what that is. It would just be a. That is a revenant, and how he reacts to it is still based on what he wants to do. But just the just the fact that he knows what it is. That's all I was getting at. I'm a revenant. Okay. My character is a revenant. <laughs> uh, in terms of physical description, from the vantage point that you can see now, you can see that he uh, this character is extremely thin and the firelight going on to him reveals that his eyes are very are kind of the opposite of yours they're very 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 black uh, but not uh, you're, you catch a hint of some color in it but you can't readily identify what it is in the darkness uh, his skin is obviously very ashen so he's you know as noted he's very very pale and you notice that there he has no hair that you can discern uh, from where you're standing. He would be, like I said, skeletally thin and wearing a, at this point, you would be able to see a, a cloaked, you would have a cloak on, but like most revenants would not have uh, shoes on. Because that's, just to back up, TJ, the picture, many of the pictures I saw of revenants show that they didn't have shoes on. <laughs> So I'm guessing that they don't wear them often. So you're an undead hobbit. Yeah, except I have scales instead of hair on my feet. 
Mm. Like what a hobbit would have. I can double check on the whole Revenant thing, but yeah, why not? If if you don't want to like shoes, you don't have to like shoes. I'm saying is there, if there's a huge detriment to me not wearing shoes, <laughs> all our enemies like only bought caltrops. Right, or just <laughs> you know, like if I everywhere I walk, out, out, out. You know, like if I've got the only treasure shoes. you find are magic shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I should have taken that feat. <laughs> my toe ring, Boom, know? Matt. No, wait, wait. Everyone go back to what Magic said. We are yeah, you said he's going to have toe rings. I heard him. No, that's no, not what that's... he said at all. Oh. Yes, we don't acknowledge Matt. What yeah. does it doesn't matter what the campaign is. If he, even he's running it, we don't. We just hope that he just keeps going. I liked it, Matt. That was good. <laughs> the one thing that I don't know if you did, Steve, is I'm not certain that you uh, said what your character's name was. I well, you didn't tell me to do that. You told me to give a description of him. I guess that's true. Well, why don't you do it anyways, just because we're going to get those right off right away. My character's name is Aerith. Like Aaron, but with a TH. Actually, you know what? The Revenants have boots, except the one chick doesn't. So I'm not a chick, so I've got boots. So <laughs> it's, it's only the women who don't wear shoes. Right. Because <laughs> otherwise their feet would get too hot when they're standing in front of the oven all day. All right. Undead babies. That sounds wholesome. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah, it's it's whatever the weird facial characteristics that their face kind of looks like a mask or Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Can you uh, describe the as I approach the fire? Can you describe the the seated figure? Laying down figure. Laying down. Laying down figure. No, because. He's, the other person is laying down, and you can't see what they're doing. <laughs> but um, real quick, Steve, could you give me okay. a perception check? Passive or? Well, I'm asking you a roll because I'm guessing you're on watch. I know, but is it a passive perception? No, I'm telling you to roll. Okay. No, it's only passive right. if you weren't actively looking. Oh, I didn't know I was actively looking. Okay. Well, if you're on watch, I would hope you're actually... Ooh, I rolled a 19, so 23. Okay. Um, you see a very tall figure approaching. I rolled a, a 25 on my stealth check. I didn't ask for stealth. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> I will I will nudge... The chains gave you away. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ka-ching, you're like uh, a Scooby-Doo like villain. Take up Marley's ghost. <laughs> uh, I'm going to nudge the. Oh, just, I'm going to nudge the person on the ground and say, "A visitor has arrived." Okay. The laying down figure uh, sits up and looks towards the direction that was pointed at, and let's see if he is still too sleepy to see anything. Surprisingly, not unsurprisingly. Yeah. Uh well I I can't see anything. What? A very tall figure approaches. Apparently and then is, is it completely dark or is there you said there was moonlight, so yeah. I go appears yeah. to be brandishing a gigantic axe. And at that point the figure stands entirely and uh now Kafan. Roll, roll initiative and kill each other. <laughs> Kafan can see that this is a shorter person, uh, is quite specifically a dwarf. And, um. I didn't hear him rolling his R's. I didn't say he was Scottish or <laughs> Spanish. I, sh- I should make him Spanish. <laughs> Hola, senor. <laughs> I am El Dwarfo. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, no, this, he's not, well, you will find that maybe there will be, you know, Reginald and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have adventures with those kinds of dwarves, but he's not that kind of dwarf. <laughs> he's not into that. So, uh, this is Boothall the dwarf, not Butthole the dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> he's a level 10 surfer. <laughs> uh, he does not wear uh, he's not at the moment wearing metal armor, which is maybe a little bit unusual for a dwarf. Uh, but he does carry a hammer, which brandishes in the moonlight. 
He calls out, who's there? Uh, I say, I'm, I see Boothal the dwarf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, a Jean Luck Pickard and a butthole of the dwarf. <laughs> Boothal lowers his hammer and... I would have had my axe out at this point and chain swinging about, so... Yeah, yeah. He, he lowers it. He doesn't set it down. He just lowers it. And uh, he, he calls out, Who are you? And who sent you? I'm Kefan, sent by Maru Watch. Then, then, then we are here, we are he who you are supposed to be looking for. Or I am he who you are supposed to be looking for. Because I think that, yeah. Supposed to be I, I. I was told to expect a dwarf, not an abomination. I, I'm gesturing towards the revenant. And he noticed. Okay. I see you found my friend, the other member of our group. Aerith, say hello. Hello. I- I'm going to continually be getting closer, so I'm probably close to the fire at this point, but I'm still very much have my axe out towards Aerith. And is Aerith making any kind of move in response to no. this approach? No? He is holding a staff, but you don't know whether it's necessarily as a weapon or a walking stick, but he has a staff. staff. The, as, as I get closer to the firelight, you can see now the, that the, the white, chalky white pattern across uh, Kefan's face is actually a, like one wing, basically, across his face. What color? It's white. Chalky white. Yeah. Now, okay. what do I know about devas? That what does that tell me, if anything? Um, I don't know if that means anything to you. I think that Got what it. you know about devas are that they um they live long lives, and when they die, they come back as the same person or somebody else. Paul, do you want to take that? It's sort of both. Um, the idea is that they have memories of their past lives, but they come back as like a new incarnation, and I don't know if you would know, but the deal with devas is if they, like, if they go evil, then they come back as a Rakshasa instead, which is like a yeah, I know. a horrible fate for a deva. Hmm. So at least this time you didn't go evil. Yep. Or last time, I should think. All right. uh, I'll, so, yeah, say, I'll say to Boothal, uh, we're supposed to travel with this thing? Boothal says, I... Received a message from the Dark Council, and you are to report directly to me. My friend Aerith here is also to report directly to me. Uh, there are others who didn't have the stomach for spending much time with him. Unfortunately, you don't have that option. And I believe you know why. At that point, I guess when he says that, I'll just lower him. Like, the way I envision Kefan is uh, that he generally wraps the chain around his body like a like a bandolier almost and carries the axe sort of over his shoulder. Um, so he'll just start quickly, you know, wrapping it up and mean like sort of bow his head and, yes, I know why. Very good. And literally nothing has changed in stance or look on Aerith's face. It's just like a dead nothing. Continue. So it's probably dis it's probably disquieting. You know, like it just yeah. be. Well, I was gonna say as well. Um, Kefan doesn't fidget either. So this is like Davis don't fidget or move, they stand very still, or, you know, when they're not doing something, they are very still, so. We're going to be a great team. Know, we're going to get, like, <laughs> you know what we're going to do? We have to do some we're diplomatizing. Gonna, we're going to quit this crap, we're going to put on, you're going to put on all gold makeup, I'm going to put on silver makeup, we're going to go down to New Orleans, we're going to stand still, and people are going to give us money for standing right. still. Another thing is New Orleans. So, um, so anyway, Boothall says, um, well, what you two should know is that we are going to be receiving our orders by Raven. So we are here until we hear from my commander. So 
I don't know what you two want to do, but I'm resting because I'm still tired from traveling. And Boothal lays down. Do you two choose to have any interaction at this point whatsoever? <laughs> Apparently we're having some sort of staring contest. Yeah. Or like, who's going to move first contest? Skill challenge, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Who can sit still? I will use my knowledge of religion. <laughs> Followed by my endurance. Oh, that's actually a good one. <laughs> I was going to say, the endurance I think is the one you want. Oh, I'm sad at that. I'm good at that. <laughs> anyway, um, I would just wait. Uh, actually, no, I would approach him. Or I guess I wouldn't have to get up. I would I would say exactly where I'm at at some point and say, "Do you wish to do a watch?" Yes. Would you like to go now or later? Now is fine. Very well. And then I will lay down. I probably wouldn't actually look you in the face. That's I I didn't I just looked over at you while I was talking. If you didn't yeah. look me in the face, yeah, that's fine. Okay. I like to imagine that as soon as Aerith is done talking and Kafayan says he'll take the current watch, that Aerith just falls down to the ground. And <laughs> just, just, no, just like goes limp, like, like all my life force just left, and I just crumple in a heap. You just yeah, exactly. you sleep face down with no blankets, nothing, just on the ground. Well, that's another thing. It's like I don't. It's it's sketchy because I'm I'm still technically undead too, also in conjunction with so. Do I need sleep beyond for like spell purposes? I don't know. You know, is it like do I just need rest? You know. You know, I think that um, a lot of this you can just. I mean, maybe I'm stepping over TJ's feet here, but it is like as long as it's not mechanically going to mess things up. Yeah, I was like Steve could basically just say you could say you know okay, Revenants don't wear shoes, and who the hell cares? I don't know. Yeah, and as far as I'm concerned, like. I, I won't allow you to run for, you know, 38 hours straight. Right, right, right. Exactly. You know, I have to rest. I don't sleep. That's fine by me, however you want to handle it. Then then we're going to say that I'm uh, odd in that I would be like an elf where I never have to sleep. I just have to kind of rest, you know, or, or be meditative, I guess, to get back my dailies. Okay. You, you trance? Uh, Right. I just, but yeah, which, no, trance is exactly what I would do. Thank you. I would just literally sit there. It really wouldn't look much different than when I'm just standing around, but I, but if you walked in front of me or like came at me and swung something at me, I wouldn't even have a, a reaction to it at all. Cause I would be zoned out entirely. And unless if I wanted to, you know, acknowledge it, but I, you know, if I'm, unless if it, I knew I was in actual danger, I wouldn't get up. So I basically, I'll just sit cross-legged on the ground at following our conversation and just, you know, I know I didn't use any spells, if you will, but I'll... Are your eyes it. open? Yes. Okay. So I don't look good? any different. Continue. This, this isn't going to be creepy for me at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to take first watch? No? Well, I'm still going to be sitting here staring at you. At least what's going to look like. All right, Aerith sits down and begins staring deeply into the fire or off in the distance or wherever mm-hmm. he chose to stare. Hey, Van, how do you keep watch? Like, do you sit in one place? Do you stand in one place? Do you walk around? No, I would probably stand with my back to the fire and look around. Do they have dark vision? Does that exist in this game? I think it does, but I don't have it. Or... Uh, uh, Dark vision or low light vision. I'm pretty sure dwarves have dark vision. That sounds like a thing that might be possible. <laughs> I know I don't specifically. Dwarves have low light. All right. You're sitting down with your back to the fire. No, I'm standing. Oh, sorry. Standing with your back to the fire. And just kind of looking, what, south? North? Uh, <laughs> All directions at once. All dress- Probably along the roads. I would actually probably have my back towards where I came from because I sort of know that ground, so my back would be towards the south. Okay, so looking down sort of at the northwest road and the northeast road, and not so much to the southeast yeah. road. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You 
have maybe been at your watch post for about an hour and a half when a raven, much like the one that Maru Wash had visited him, comes sort of dropping quickly out of the darkness. I'm imagining that you were probably watching the roads and not so much the sky, and also it's dark. Mm-hmm. So had even had you been watching the sky, you would have probably not seen the raven approaching. The raven lands in front of you, sort of startles you, and sticks out its leg, upon which is a, a tiny scroll case. Okay, I'll take it. And I'll kill the raven and take the note. <laughs> I'll thank the raven for its, I don't know what higher part they might have in the hierarchy, but I'll just thank it for its service and then I assume it will leave. <laughs> You'd have to serve the Raven Queen for 400 years to be half as powerful as that one raven. <laughs> <laughs> and I will, I will crack the scroll, scroll case and read whatever's in it. Okay. Uh, you find that it is written in Dwarven. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Do you speak Dwarven? No, I was going to ask you about languages, actually, because I speak three languages, and then I don't know if any of them are actually in your world, so... Sure, they all are. <laughs> you wanna, do you want to pick French? French is the language in my world. It's what the Eladrin speaks. No one likes the Eladrin. <laughs> no, you don't forget. You already said that dwarves are Spanish. So oh, right. right. <laughs> it makes Hola. sense. So the French are probably elves, because they're yes. hoity-toity. I, no, Aladrin are the hoidiest of toidiest. Oh, sorry, I forget that there's oh, two. Oh, welcome to my forest. Oh. Oh, they, they so they're Parisians? <laughs> yes. I speak... Sorry. No, go ahead. It's more terrible jokes. I speak Chandathan, Common, and Untheric. Uh, those were kind of picked randomly. Chandathan is a Faerunian sub-dialect. I, I had no idea what would be appropriate for my character to actually know. So. Awesome. So, like, if we go to Faerun, you can talk to those people, at least some of those people. Uh, I don't know. Do I know Dwarven? Would that be appropriate or not? No, it's too late. You can't know Dwarven. Okay, so I know these languages from a different plane of existence. Yeah. Thanks, DJ. That was one of your different lines. <laughs> right. Uh, hold on. Let me just take a look real fast at something. You want to listen more Forgotten Realms languages? <laughs> <laughs> He's got to pick something that's generic. What do you guys speak? Okay, here's... I, I, when I initially English. planned this thing, do you guys remember that I said that everything that was allowed was the stuff that was in PHB 1 and 2, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I vaguely remember that. <laughs> right, and then we sort of went off the handle, which is totally fine. But here are the languages that are in PHB 1. Common, Deep Speech, Draconic, Dwarven... Elven, giant, goblin, primordial, supernal, abyssal. No, that's that's total crap. Because when I did the character builder, <laughs> Elven, right, right, because like one of the other ones wasn't a choice in there, and it's just like, right. I, I guess I do have yeah, Elven. There's one where it's like we're trying to figure out which one, like, how do you like have this count as anything? Which is the problem with using the character builder because it allows access to a bunch of stuff. What page so, is that on, TJ? It's on page 25 of PHB one. So I imagine if you have three languages, one would definitely be common. One would probably be supernal. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then, you know... Uh, I'm going to say probably draconic. That sounds just fine. So out of curiosity, Steve and Matt, do you guys mm-hmm. need to figure out new languages for yourself? Well, I thought... No! no was mine we ended up with common elven and the Tiguan. The one for tieflings? I guess I don't know. We we're, we're, I thought we were trying to find one for Elven, and I don't think it, I don't know if it came up. And that's why I'm trying to figure and, out why. I've... And I'm telling you right now, you speak Common and Elven. Okay, I'm trying to remember. Do I get three languages or not? I'm mine. That's what I need to go back and look at. What's okay. your intelligence? Is it still based on intelligence? I have a, no, I have three I languages and a, a modifier of plus three to my intelligence. So I don't think it does. Depending on your character's it's... race, you start off knowing two or three languages. Yeah. Oh, cool. Good to know. All right, I don't speak Dwarven, but I recognize this as Dwarven script, so I will say, butthole, wake up. <laughs> oh, don't. Come on. <laughs> okay, fine. Boothol. A raven. Uh, Boothol uh, is roused from his blankets 
and wait, wait, he's aroused under his blankets. No, he's aroused by his blankets. Hey, oh, they're so soft. <laughs> Yes, so. I did. I have to, it's called a double standard. <laughs> right. Duh. Boothel uh, looks around and says, Raven, where? It, it is gone. Here is its message. And I'll just hand the thing to him. Wait, are you going to Are you gonna pull a data where you're not going to use contractions? Because that would be awesome, just so you know. I, it wasn't intentional. It, it was it not, was not in- intentional. <laughs> 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 I could do that, I guess. I could try. I don't know. I'm not telling you you should. It just seems... I figure, like, you're good... So, really, we have, like, the two weird ends of the spectrum. We have (laughs) continual life guy and the continual death guy. And they're both acting exactly the same. (laughs) So, ultimately, Paul, we're we're supposed to learn that death and life are both part of the same thing. And we're supposed to be friends. Okay. All right, we're friends now. On to Matt's campaign. Oh, quick. uh, TJ, I figured it out. And? When we did the character builder, I was looking for Elvin. It wouldn't give me a choice because I think it gave it to me automatically. So I think it it pulled it out of the list. So I'm like, we're trying to figure out, well, where the hell is Elvin? There's no listing for it, so we just picked one. So um, I guess my question then would be, uh, would I have any reason to know Supernal or... Uh, with the trading, would we have done any trading with uh, dwarves? So would I have, you know, dwarven? You can pick who okay. you guys, who you think your family has done trade with. Okay. And then we've, we've definitely done trading with angels and gods. <laughs> then, then if that's what there's only one god, man. <laughs> <laughs> At least one that wants to trade with you. Um, <laughs> oh no. We're doing trading with mind flayers, so definitely deep speech. <laughs> I mean, you can say that you know Supernal because maybe you did trade with, with like the other divas, devas in the world, and you know he took it upon himself or she took it upon herself to teach you a little of it. I guess. I guess part of my point is for your world, would there be a race other than Elven that I already have that would be more prevalent? I. Because I figured it, I would know languages based on the trade stuff. So I mean, if there if there's obviously going to be more dwarves than anything else, I'd probably know that one. I would say that probably common. That's what you're trading. Are you trading in like slaves? Because then deep speech is totally appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I mean, like honestly, if you can come up for with a reason for it, I'm totally cool with you having in any languages. But if you want to know what I think the most common languages are, I'm guessing that the most common is common. And then, <laughs> I know, it's funny. Uh, and then Elven, and then Dwarven, and Elven and Dwarven are very close. And then, um, Goblin, or I'm sorry, then Draconic, and then Goblin, if we're talking about just like the free trading areas, like the, you know, the non-wild areas. Um and then, you know, the rest are sort of like, you'd have to get go out of your way to learn, you know, deep speech, supernal, primordial, abyssal. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and giant, you would not learn, like, in a free city unless, like, you were doing trade with people who made it their job to go into the wild and hunt, those kinds of things. Because I'm guessing not even half orcs are speaking orc or speaking giant, but that's just how I see it. Okay, I'll think which about makes it true. Hard, but which one I actually pick? So it's going to be okay. dwarven or supernal. So that's that is absolutely fine. Okay, um, so Boothel has just been handed the, the uh, broken scroll case and the scroll is unfurled, and he says, "You you should not have opened this." Uh, it delivered it to me. He delivered it to us. You were the one who was on watch. Feel free to take it, but when orders are coming in, they are coming in for me, not you. He picks it up and he, t- or he takes it from you rather and holds it to the firelight and reads it. And then he drops it in the fire. He doesn't read it out loud, I presume. He does not. Uh, 
he says that it is time to uh, travel. We're fortunate we'll be able to head along the road. We have two days journey in front of us. And Aerith stands up. And Google says, I, I slept enough. Do, do either of you need rest? Let's go. And Aerith, I assume, Aerith nods. Yeah, okay. And so uh, with that, we all set off. Go to the map. Do, 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 it's a random encounter table. Actually, no, it's not random at all because nothing happens. We travel. If you guys think that there is important stuff that needs to happen while you are, you know, on these first couple of days, like if you think that you're going to have seriously important fights that we need to dis- document right now, uh, we can do that, but I'd, I'd like to get into what happens next. If well, I would I mean, not initiate a fight. And Aerith? Uh, I wouldn't initiate a fight either, but if you want us to talk about our exploits of killing a dragon that we don't actually have to do and just say that we did, then <laughs> I'm cool with that. You kill a dragon embryo. You have all sorts of moral qualms with this. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I can imagine, though, this would be the most awkward trip for Boothole, if only because... <laughs> yeah. You know, you imagine, at least if he didn't want small talk, there wouldn't be any. Right. You know? Yeah. And there wouldn't be the anything other than just quiet footprints, you know, crunching the leaves on the way to wherever. I say, Aerith, Aerith knows, after spending some time with Luthal, that he's a little bit gruff. And Cadfen obviously got that impression on the first day. But, you know, for the first half day that they're traveling, like, he's obviously trying to, like have some semblance of, like, normal travel with humans and elves or dwarves, like, that he would expect, and he's not getting anything from either of them, and so he is obviously getting on edge and becomes even more gruff as the day goes by, making things more and more unpleasant for everyone involved. Got it. I, I want to just, quick clarification, I do like the, if, if I have free reign, I do want revenants to traditionally not wear shoes. Very good. So you're special because you do wear shoes? No, I do not. I do not wear shoes, they, and I am normal in that way. Okay. Reverence, no shoes. Aerith, no shoes. Do you have, like, no zombie shoes. pants? Like, where they're all ripped off at the bottom and they're held up with a rope? <laughs> Excuse me. Hulk, you mean Hulk, Hulk pants? Hulk pants, <laughs> Hulk pants right. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, so basically, no, I mean, that's I mean, what I'm imagining is it's very similar to the picture of the girl, is that they would just kind of stop at the, you know, calf muscle, or thereabouts. You guys get about to the point where you can kind of see the walls of uh, Sasa uh, to, you know, further down the road, but you're not really close to the city. Like, it would still take you a good while to get there. And you come upon a small wood, and uh, Boothel tells you uh, you have to go into this wood because... Uh, this is where your mission lies. Matt, do you want to tell us about your character? I guess. The zombie lord. Say no. (laughs) (laughs) I will devour your souls. (laughs) Um, uh, Gwenaris Silverkin uh, is just under six feet. She's kind of athletically built and, like I said, just under six feet tall. Uh, but she's a, um, basically got kind of, uh, dark hair, some might say raven colored, and usually kind of pulled back, uh, or exposes her ears, uh, where they're definitely kind of elven ears where they're a little bit more pointy than a human ear, and her eyes are a little bit, uh, are kind of elven eyes, and normally they're kind of gray, uh, but in the right kind of lights you can see kind of silver flecks to them, and hence her family's, uh, Name of Silverkin. Is she wearing clothes? Uh, I don't know because I don't know at what point <laughs> we're picking up my story. <laughs> Bathing in the wooden pool. So not not um, quite. But <laughs> I would have no expression but a huge boner. <laughs> I don't have genitalia. <laughs> You're like Is a Ken doll. <laughs> I would imagine. What's the point of a, a Deva having genitalia? Well, 
doesn't mean there's a point. It doesn't mean you still <laughs> could have it. Eh, point. Could, penis. Could be funny. a pivot. <laughs> no, I want, if I if Steve doesn't have to wear shoes, I don't want to have genitalia. <laughs> no, hold on. That's the name of this episode. That's the quote. Steve That's the quote. Have to wear shoes. You said because Steve doesn't want to wear shoes, not because the character. Oh, right, right. You said I, I don't want to have a penis. Exactly. Like I said, it, it depends on. Uh, I think based on uh, where I thought we were starting with mine, it it might be different than normal. So 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 what I was going to say is um, so maybe we won't describe clothing just yet. Uh, so it's a clothing optional forest. So yes, exactly. Uh, Gwyneris has been seen a young man lately. Uh, his name is Bill. With one L, so it's still fantasy relevant. <laughs> Did um, you already run out of notes, TJ? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the cocktail map. <laughs> <laughs> She's been dating a young man named Bill, and he has invited her to a uh, Twilight rendezvous in the woods. And, uh, they get there, and, uh, Quineris is giggling, and it's all very exciting, and, uh, there is a, uh, wolfskin rug laid out in the woods, and, uh, Bill lays her down upon it, and, uh, I don't know, does, does Quineris have anything to say about this going on? Or do you want me no, to say? I think that's pretty much what I had written. Yeah, okay. Um, and, uh. She's just kind of going with it, so. Because, because Bill is more on the seedy side, uh, he also has some, uh, light rope that he uses to tie her arms and, and legs down, or hands and feet, I should say. And, uh, at this point. My campaign was dirty. <laughs> and at this point, Gwyneris looks around and sees that there are more than just the two of them in the woods. What you see is that um, some of Bill's friends have showed up uh, wearing, you know, robes with, you know, hoods sort of casting dark shadows over their faces. Does Gwyneris say anything in response to this? Or the merrier. Yes. <laughs> she looks up at Bill and like, Bill, oh, what the hell is all this? At which point she realizes that Bill is wearing the same type of hood. Um, you know, maybe his clothing, you know, the way it was before, because they were sort of running out, she didn't realize that he had a hood. But it's definitely up now, and uh, he's, you know, in the same as them. And, uh, Bill says something which Gwyneris doesn't quite catch because this is all, like, way out of anything that she was expecting, but she definitely catches something about, uh, elven blood being the key to everlasting life. At which point, uh, she sees the glint of a knife and will break briefly here and go back to the other party. Uh, Boothal is leading the way through the woods, and, uh, I'm guessing that pretty much silence has been the <laughs> definitive characteristic of this party's travel. Are we just marching through the woods, like we're still traveling, or is he, like, sort of creeping? Because I would actually, I'm trained in stealth. I would try to be being stealthy if that's what we're doing. Well. Is who, is who being stealthy? Boothal. Oh. So, um... Or is he just, like... Does he have a weapon? Oh, he, he has a hammer. Is he just yes. hammering aside things and, like, crashing through the forest, or...? I mean, the the thing is that this is, like, you know, one of those Hollywood forests where there's trees, but, like, there's lots of, you know, space between, between them for the most part. You know, there's not a lot of, like, you know, really thick overgrowth that you have to, like, knock aside to get through. Okay. So, um... You know, there's enough that, like, you know, 20 or 30 feet away, you're probably not going to be able to see through the trees too much. 
because they're pretty thick together, but they sort of cast enough shade that nothing's really growing underneath them. Is, this, so, is there anything distinct about these woods as a person who has now, who has a high nature skill would know? This is a young wood. You know, it's something that is maybe only a couple hundred years old. You won't find very many trees that are dead and getting ready to fall here. But is there any type of, you know, characteristic that you were thinking of that you were asking that you... No, I'm just asking. This is not the wild. Yeah, this, yeah, the wild... I know that. uh, I'm I'm just asking if there's anything unique about this. Like, should I be going, oh, look, there's clearly a... An elven rune on that tree versus an Eladrin rune, or is there, there's lots of, you know, this evidence that there should be lots of pixies here, or, hey, there's, you know, a cult of people that killed elves for no real reason. <laughs> Whatever. Who said there wasn't a reason? But, um, no, th- there's, there's nothing that leads you to believe that this is inhabited by more than just, you know, woodland animals. Maybe it's used occasionally for recreation by people who have time for recreation, but for the most part, it's just, you know, what, you know, maybe people hunt in it, but, you know, so people, there's probably like runs created by wild animals. Maybe that's what you're on right now. Definitely no signs of habitation by man or just beast. So... Did Luthor tell us anything other than our missions in here? My, did you guys get interested in, or curious about it as you were traveling? Yeah, I, if if he didn't elaborate, I would have asked. Okay, it's not me. Just <laughs> <laughs> trying not to step in, step in anything since so you don't have any shoes. <laughs> no, Boothel. wouldn't wouldn't care. <laughs> His feet smell awful. <laughs> He would have said there are rumors of a cult in these woods, and this cult supposedly has been dealing from our lady, who you understand, of course, to be the Raven Queen. Yeah. A cult? Hold on. Did you say cult, like C-O-L-T? That's it. U-L-T. Cult. There's a horse. I'm like, there's this random horse dealing from the Raven Queen? It's the god's horse. Goddess's horse, and oh, someone stole the horse. Oh, bad horse. <laughs> bad horse. You rise across the nation. So, uh, he would have said that, so our objective is to go and prevent them from s- stealing any longer. So, uh, as we are walking through, because as I said, I'm supposing that not only are we not talking, but now I know also that Kafan is moving quietly, we uh, hear. Oh, uh, Aerith definitely is not. <laughs> just, just to be clear. Okay. Can I get a? What is everyone's passive perception? Nineteen. Fourteen. Nineteen. You piece of crap. Yeah. How? It's trained and it's wisdom. So, um. That's crap. That's crap. That's going to help us. It's awesome. I found now, a trap. Now, bullshit. Now, I want to walk into it. No, this, this is crap. Now, I want, you know, I was going to be the, the creepy, you know, undeath guy, and he's the creepy super life guy, and now I don't even have a role anymore, and he's taking all the cool stuff. And I just don't really like it, okay? Wait, what role? You're, you're creepy undeath guy. Yeah, and you're creepy life guy. You're supposed to be like creepy. You're supposed to be happily like lollywinks, like (laughs) smiley. No, yeah, definitely no. I wanted you to use like a high pitched voice, you know, like like, (laughs) smurfs or something. And and don't worry, Steve, because Booth's a little higher than you, and he has the same perception, passive perception that you do. Good, Kafan. You hear what sounds like a very low hum chant like hum, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe a hundred yards in front of you. I hear something ahead. We approach quietly and let's see here. We do? Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. It, it's very surprising how quietly. Not, not specifically, but, you know, quietly. <laughs> 
that, that clarified nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gwyneris, as the other group is approaching and you have just seen the, you saw the knife as he goes up with the knife, his hood falls off and you see that the, what? Why are there two? <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve's on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> He really is the creepiest <laughs> person, Steve. Did you try and move your character? Nope. All right, hold on a second. Let me see. If you play both sides, you win. <laughs> FYI. Just, All right. Yeah, flanking good. bonus. Flanking bonus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and look, Matt. See? Oh. How classy. Animals. This is the map I already saw. Yeah. Is that, was that a, a raccoon? That's close enough to a bear skin rug, but or wolf skin, or whatever it's supposed to be. It's a it's a fucking wolf skin. It's, it's a spready it's a spread eagle raccoon. <laughs> or a badger, I don't know. All right. So, so anyway, sort of small woodland creature. Um, the hood falls back, and you see, as Matt already knows, that the handsome face of Bill is sort of not exactly melting away, but. I guess maybe sloughing off, you know, the skin's just sort of falling down and you're seeing sort of decayed flesh from underneath. <gasps> They're undead? And, um, <sighs> although you hear still the humming from the friends around the candlelit circle, there's also more of a, uh, that accompanies the humming. He, uh, Bill straddles you and, Ooh. I'm, I definitely start struggling at this point. And hold the kn- knife aloft. What happens? I look into his eyes and start screaming. And I think I'm going to say something like, Bill, I'm going to kill you. This is funny because I was looking through the PHB and I saw that picture and I was like, oh, that'd be a good picture for Matt's character. And then it was. Huh. That is funny. Such a hilarious. So. Um, TJ, I gave you the Kill Bill reference since you apparently went cheesy in the name, but deliberately cheesy. I yeah, figure, okay. I figure if Will with two L's is real life and Will with one L is fantasy, there's a reason that Bill with one L can't be. <laughs> do you want me to go ahead with my try to do my action? Well, or I, no, for storytelling purposes, you just get to do the action. Then we'll okay. Know, that's what, that's what, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like, how far do you want me to go? Go exactly so, as far as we had. I said okay. we could get to. So I start screaming, but not like a uh, "oh help me" scream. It's like I'm roaring, like I'm pissed off, and I'm going to kill him for doing this. And I slam my head into his face and break his nose. <laughs> okay. You guys were all close enough to hear over the hum and of the people standing around the circle. Uh, the screaming, or I, sh- I should say the guttural yelling of the young woman being straddled by what you would almost certainly recognize as a zombie. Oh, good God, it's zombies with castanets. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell did he make that tapping sound? <laughs> hey, Blinken! This is pretty fucking weird, don't you think? <laughs> That happens. It, it startles him enough that he drops the knife, allowing Gwyneris to at least cut her hands free. So uh, you guys arrive. You see the headbutt, but also see that she is sort of pinned and surrounded. And so with that, God help us all, we're going to roll initiative. All right. Let's do this thing. Oh, I'm sad. Wow. I think you guys are probably going to win this fight. There's a good chance. There's a real good chance. Put in the number. There it goes. What? I thought I was going to be last on this one. Ah, Oh, my God. Take that, living boy. (laughs) Wow. I rolled a 10, and I thought, nope, this is over. And I get a minus one. I thought, nope, this is over. (laughs) Who knew? Wait, why do you have a minus one? Because that's what my initiative does. My dex is an 8, so I get a minus 1 to initiative. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the half level hasn't killed that yet. Counting? Yeah. 
simple fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess with negatives, it's no longer simple. All right. There we go. <laughs> wow. Somehow I'm second. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so, so the the girl being straddled by a zombie, cutting herself out of her ropes, they're restraining her, gets to go first. Well, is she is she nude? Uh, apparently everyone is standing around watching this. So. <laughs> yeah, we want to know. You have time to get nude. I think it fits with the story that you cut yourself free and you're the first one to react. I I know. I'm just saying it's like if you just say it out loud. She we was were, tied up and then she attacked and cut herself free. Yeah. We were just watching. We wanted to see what happened. <laughs> we were hoping maybe like you'd cut through your blouse and your boobs would spill out. Catfin wasn't. He doesn't have any genitals. Yeah. <laughs> you can still hope. <laughs> the the angels, the angels in in Dogma still said they wish they could jerk off. <laughs> um, the fight is still early. The fight is early. Saddest life ever. All right, so TJ, can I attack? Yes, yes, you can attack. Okay, and would I have a- I, s- I have access to all my normal stuff, or is it? Yeah, you just you came on this romantic tryst, but you totally have weapons with you. <laughs> no, I, I was I was just going to use the dagger I pulled off, but hey. I mean like I mean as far as like abilities, like I have like yeah, you absolutely have all of your abilities. We're going to say that any ability that you use, you have never used before. Okay, I guess I was, I was kind of getting at like, do we decide that was like I've been building up to that, or was it like this was being bestowed on me by the Raven Queen? Yes. Okay. This is this is right now, man. What about the rest of us? No, you have all your old shitty powers. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, this is stuff I practiced with Maru. Exactly, yeah. and this is yeah. stuff that Aerith's been training on for months, and Boothal. You know, is an old grizzled veteran. At level two. Okay, then let's let's make this really awesome. I'm going to start with my valorous smite. Can we stand on the candles? Sorry. Never oh, um, yes, we can stand on the candles. Um, Steve, what I will Steve say can't though. Burn his foot. <laughs> <laughs> can we have difficult terrain that's just difficult for Steve? <laughs> It's it's light gravel. Um, <laughs> why, so what, why is everywhere we go icy? <laughs> so what I was going to say is um, you can stand on the candles, but if you start and end your turn on a candle, uh, you will take one point of damage. Okay. So, like, I'll just say that, you know, in a five-foot space, if you start and end your turn right next to it the whole time, like, you just got too close to it, and, like, you burned your pant leg or something. You put it out right away, it's not a big deal. You know, you won't catch on fire, you'll just get hurt if you start and end a turn there. But you can definitely walk across them, no problem. As far as you know, uh, the candles, well, whatever, it's fine. Okay, sorry, Matt. Okay, You're doing okay. your Valorous Strike? Smite, yes. Yeah, so, so I'm, Smite. I am extremely angered, and I stab the uh, dagger at him, and you know, basically taunt them all into, you know, why don't you fight me like a real man, and instead of tying me down. Oh, she's saying this while naked, right? No, I'm semi-clothed. Oh. Oh. I'm, just, I'm telling you, if the pilot. If this is a pilot TV show and you were naked, more people would tune in next week. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll take a break here in the adventure. If you join us next time, you'll find out whether Gwen survives the zombie attack. Or maybe there'll just be some naked chick side boob. Tune in next week to find out. Thanks for listening. That's right. Thanks for listening. And you can find us on Twitter at LTMGaming or email questions or comments to podcast at LTMGaming.com. Steve's a person now. And our game is gigantic letters telling us the name of the campaign. Right. I figured we'd just sit around and tell a story. Oh, yay. Here, use this picture, TJ. For what? For the... Oh, for the over... Damn it. No, you can't... Send it in the other one. I'm on two different computers. 
Skype is on the laptop. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's just shut up. <laughs> Send it over here. You're on two computers. Yeah. Is that because you don't have enough power in one? So shut up. <laughs> Continue. So you're gonna have a character, TJ. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I it's hilarious have... you named it Butthole. Wait, where is this? <laughs> TJ named his character Butthole. <laughs> Where, yep, where? I sure did, apparently. <laughs> can you guys click on the journal page, Paul? Uh, like where it says characters? I can see Super Squad and myself, and that's it. What are you All looking right. at? All I okay. see are the gigantic oh. words. Yeah, no, hold, just, uh, my character's name is Boothol, B-U-T-H-O-L, <laughs> which was a generic name that the uh, you know, sure character generator came up with. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought of it. I even, you know, it's funny. You said something with that name in it to me, and I never noticed. And and, and your character's name is Cat Fan. No, it's Catfan. Right, Cat Fan. Shut up. <laughs> Fine, but I'm calling you Dwarf Butthole. That's hey, two can play at this game. <laughs> yeah, just one of them is God and plays better. <laughs> I win again. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Roll a d twenty. You lose. <laughs> All right, hold on. So, are there already little tokens that I'm not seeing? No, no, there, there aren't there yet. So, how did you know his character's name was Butthole? He saw it somewhere else because he's a jerk. Oh, <laughs> that was not my fault. That was your dumbass fault. <laughs> we'll see. 